he told me he played Mr. Krabs on Broadway in the SpongeBob <laughs> musical. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> so he sent me a picture of him in the Mr. Krabs costume on stage on Broadway, and it was just. I was flabbergasted. Oh my I could not believe it. Flabbergasted. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. That's okay. cool. But it was just, I can't, I couldn't date Mr. Krabs. I don't have a lot of standards, but that's that is wild. one standard I think that I have to keep. And that's not dating a crustacean from a cartoon. That is fair. Welcome back for another episode of Interstates and Heartbreak. Today, I'm so pleased to introduce my former coworker, who, funnily enough, I've never actually met face-to-face since we live on opposite coasts and we both started our job during COVID, but I can't wait to meet her when I finally travel to New York next month. She is an absolutely amazing stand-up queen and the second best thing to come out of Staten Island after Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, Marissa Ginsburg. I think it's so funny that we haven't met in person yet. I feel like I know so much about you and your life. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy. Honestly, you make it really easy to get to know you, I will say, even virtually, because I feel like you're just like very open, very unfiltered, and not a lot of people are like that virtually. So I definitely appreciate that. Well, the feeling is mutual, and that is not just because I stalked you on Instagram before I started. Fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did you really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were easy to find. But then when I saw your username was Leslie Nope, I was like, all right, we'll be friends. I know we'll hit it off. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, I actually didn't know about that. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anyone else. I found you and then I found our former manager who was private, but I, I know. the only two I could find. And you were the chosen one. Wow. I'm very honored. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do wish that our former manager weren't private. I still haven't like worked up the nerve to even request him. So still a mystery what's going on on that social handle. Still a mystery. But yeah, fun fact that I waited to tell you in this instant. Wow. I love that. Love getting a good reaction <laughs> on camera. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I'm really excited to have you. And so if anyone didn't pick up from the intro, Marissa is living in New York, specifically Brooklyn. And so I'm really excited to have her on today and to talk about like what it's like to date in New York and just like your current dating status, New York specific experiences, all of that great stuff. If you also couldn't tell by my accent, which I never could tell until I do things like this and I play it back. Like I listen and I'm like, wow, I really do sound like I rolled straight out of the dumpster. <laughs> out of <my> dumpster. <laughs> Stop it. Like I rolled right out of the Gowanus Canal. <laughs> I think it's an amazing accent. And Thanks. I think New York accents are more interesting than I don't even know if you can call it a California accent unless it's a Valley Girl accent. So I think it's great. I always associate Valley Girl accents with Clueless. Yes, 100%. They really leaned into that. I feel like I've never met anyone who actually speaks that way. I guess I wouldn't even tell the difference. You guys just all sound calm, like very zen. (laughs) That's true. That's true. All the outdoor time and yoga that a lot (laughs) of us don't actually do. (laughs) Oh, man. So, Marissa, for the listeners, what is your current dating status? I am single as of eight months ago. As of eight months ago. Okay. I That mm-hmm. really like puts a timestamp on it because I remember when you were telling me about your breakup virtually. I can't believe it's been yeah. eight months since that happened. It actually might be longer. Oh my God. Yeah. It's 10 months. Wow. I have no concept of time. It's 10 months. I, mean, I just processed we're in November. Yep. I'm yeah. 10 months single. Newly out and about on the interwebs. How long after your breakup would you say you started to get back out there? Okay. So fun story. So I was not planning on going on any dating apps at all. But then a little bit over a month after we broke up, my friend sent me a screenshot of my ex on a dating app. And we were still talking at the time. And we still talk now. We're we're still friends. Mm -hmm. But um, when I was shown that he was on a dating app, I was like, you know what? Like this hot piece of ash should go on the dating app too then. Like he, yeah. if he can, I can. But mainly I only did it because we matched on Bumble. So I wanted to mm. look at his profile. Ooh, so I yeah. went back on the apps a month after. 
I broke up. Oh my gosh. Did you encounter him after you made that new profile? No, because I just reactivated my old one, which I guess I think it's ridiculous that we both didn't fully delete our dating (laughs) profiles. Like we just deleted the app. That could have been foreshadowing. Um, But I was able to see and I lurked and it was just wild. Like I just thought it was so funny that I could read our old convos on Bumble. But we hung out a few months after and we both were like, I saw you on Bumble. (laughs) No, I saw you on Bumble. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. I feel like now that you've brought this up, I'm just going to pivot the whole (laughs) trajectory of the conversation. So like on Bumble, what was your opening line if you don't like mind rehashing that? Oh, I don't remember. So we actually, okay, I'll pivot again. So we actually met on Tinder and we dated five years ago. Mm -hmm. Then we broke up and we rekindled two years ago. So I saw him on Bumble. So I just sent an eye roll emoji because I knew him already. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Okay, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So it wasn't a pickup line, but it was just you again. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Fancy meeting you here. Yeah. And then we dated again for almost two years. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Wow. So how was it to like reactivate your profile? Were you like, I'm going to start fresh and like redo everything? Or were you kind of like, this was tried and true. I can keep most of it. No, I started fresh because I've done like 17 haircuts in between my last go around mm-hmm. on heavily on the apps to present day. So I redid everything. Dating apps have changed. Like they mm. had all those fun mm-hmm. little new prompts. Yeah. Some people put audio recordings on a hinge now, yeah. which I think is ridiculous because what do you have to say uh, that <laughs> I need to hear? <laughs> I agree. I feel like that's so crazy. And I just think there's not many executions when that isn't going to be extremely cringy. Right? Because I just don't understand what you have to say that you can't type. I know. Okay. Unless you have a hot accent, but that's different. I was thinking about this yesterday and tell me if you think this is a good idea or not. Cause I was like, what would I do? And I feel like the only thing that could be a good enough hook is if you have a really good joke, not like a dad joke, but a joke where people really want to know the punchline and you start to tell it. And then you're like, I'll tell you the ending on our first date. Okay. That's good. I actually think that's funny and charming. And if it was a dad joke, it would be even better because sometimes I think dad jokes are hot. That's true. That's true. Although I feel like there's no cliffhanger with a dad joke. So you couldn't really like dangle the carrot in front of them of like, you need to come on the date. They'd be like, I know what you're getting at. (laughs) That's true. Every time I see it, though, I just automatically swipe left. I just I don't want to know. I don't want to know what you have to say. (laughs) I don't want to know. This other dating podcast I listened to, they're talking about how one of the girls has really gone on a couple of dates now where she's liked the guy and mm-hmm. then she meets up with him and hates his voice. So she was Ooh. like jokingly, like I gave Hinge this idea from our podcast because people can like, I don't know what she called it, but like voice fish you, I guess. And so she's like, yeah, now you can get ahead of it. And if their voice yeah. turns you off, you don't have to figure that out on the date itself. See, that makes sense then. I hadn't thought of it in that light. But then again, in the same vein, people probably would hear me say the word like talk and they'd say, no, gotta gotta go. Coffee, gotta go. I I don't think so. (laughs) Although, yeah, I don't know. I do think that if someone thought they had a bad voice, then they wouldn't use the prompt. So it's not really going to work to sort people out unless you have someone who's not self-aware, but just a wild feature overall. We'll do an experiment. I'll just start screen recording and audio recording everyone that I come across in the wild and then we'll meet back in a few (laughs) weeks and then we can... (laughs) We could rank them and see what they had. Yes. Oh my God. Great follow-up idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I've never gotten to ask you this because I feel like primarily, even when we've had calls outside of work hours, it's always like on our work email account. And so it's like a different vibe. So now I'm going to ask you, what is your type when you're dating? (gasps) Okay. So everyone makes fun of me because I do have such a type and I hate that I do, but I (laughs) like, like, lanky awkward Jews (laughs) like a nerdy Jew I just love it I love it like Seth Cohen from the OC vibe or like yeah yeah. exactly but I also do like dad bod type Mm, okay I will tell you this what is not my type is dating apps like a guy on a dating app that is holding a fish it's just inherent no like if there is a fish you are not my type does that happen a lot in the city? Yeah, but that's what I don't understand. Like you're <laughs> mutant fishing. Like touching that is probably going to yeah. make you grow an 11th finger. 
Honestly, that is really gross. Yeah. It's like how often are you really getting out to fresh, clean water where you want to eat that fish? My brother is a huge fisherman, but he's 15, so it's still cute. And he goes fishing across Brooklyn, and he does tell me that some of them are great, and he'll catch them, and he cooks them sometimes. But I just think the water here is vile, so I just don't understand why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would be eating that. Yeah. And then I'm not going to fish and then not eat the fish, you know, because then I would feel bad. Exactly. So, hmm. What a choice. Yeah. But I do definitely have a type. It's consistent. It is definitely consistent, okay. which I wish I wasn't like that. Maybe I'll get out of my past for now. We'll see. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a type. You know, I think the only time it becomes problematic is if it's like you're attracted to some toxic quality. But like what you're describing, there's nothing toxic about that. It's just like you like what you like. I mean, it's not working out for me thus far. So maybe there is something toxic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like too early to say that. Like you've kidding. only been single 10 months. I'm yeah. <laughs> but no, I, oh my gosh. I used to have that toxic thing. I would always look for people who weren't interested in me. And then I would need to make them interested in me because I loved the challenge. Mm -hmm. And then when I got Mm -hmm. it, I would never want it anymore. My therapist loved that. We worked on that for a long time. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's like therapist's bread and butter. Mm -hmm. I feel like so many people have a phase where they go through that and then eventually it does get old. But I feel like that's pretty common, sadly, is like people love the chase whether they want to admit it or not. That was definitely the saga of my early 20s. It was constant. Yeah. 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 Well, we've grown. We've, we've evolved. Grown. Love to see that. Yeah. That new decade, just everything over 30 is going to be smooth sailing now. Yeah. hundred percent. 30 flirty and thriving. 30 flirty and thriving. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, I've had a few guests on who live in New York. And so I feel like I've heard a little bit about some of the unique struggles of dating in like the city. But I'm sure everyone's experience is nuanced, you know, just like it is in LA. So I'd love to hear your personal perception of like, what is it actually like to date in New York? Like some of the positives and some of the negatives. So I have two conflicting views with this. In one sense, I feel like it is the same everywhere. It's just when you live in the era of social media, you have too much at your fingertips. So I feel like Mm -hmm. online dating is just online dating across the board. But then in-person dating in New York is fascinating because there's just so many people here, but the world is still so small. So I feel like every Mm -hmm. time I've met someone organically in person, I always end up having a connection to someone I know, which is madness because Mm -hmm. it's such an (laughs) overpopulated place. So I just can't fathom. So it's back and forth. But dating in New York is like a cesspool of despair. It's It's just like, it's an endless abyss. But I'm biased because I love New York. So I think the actual act of dating is so fun because I love going on first dates and I love picking new Mm -hmm. cute spots for first dates. So we have an overabundance of cute little date spots. So that part's fun. But other than that, Mm -hmm. online dating is just wild. It's just there's so many people, but yet... I saw this meme the other day that explains it perfectly. It's really funny. It was just a person swiping endlessly the punchline of it essentially was just, I love dating online in New York because I love knowing that there are 10 million people here and I still am alone and no one wants to date me because it's just, oh my God. <laughs> you just keep swiping. Yeah. I feel like just paradox of choice is something that's so unique to cities, New York in particular, because it is like this mindset of like, well, there are so many people, so surely I'm going to find someone great. Mm -hmm. But then everyone has that mindset. Everyone feels like they're going to find someone better. And the reality is like most people aren't going to be a match for you no matter who you are. Yeah. So it makes it feel like, oh, I'm doing something wrong if I can't find anyone. But it's like, no, it's still going to be hard to find a person who you really connect with, no matter how many options you have to begin with. I have had wild experiences, though. Like, I know I told you this, and I know you definitely were planning (laughs) on bringing this up, but (laughs) and only in New York type of thing was I was talking to a guy on Hinge, and then we didn't talk about employment at first, because I just feel like that's such a boring question. Just what do you do for work? It's important, but I don't want to ask that right off the bat, because I feel like you're losing some fun. So after talking yeah. for a few days and agreeing to go on a date, we finally got to talking about that. And he told me he played Mr. Krabs on Broadway and the SpongeBob <laughs> musical. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> so he sent me a picture of him in the Mr. Krabs costume on stage on Broadway. And it was just 
I was flabbergasted. Oh, my God. I did not believe it. Flabbergasted. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. That's okay. cool. But it was just, I can't, I couldn't date Mr. Krabs. I have, I don't have a lot of standards. That's but that wild. Is one standard, I think that I have to keep. And that's not dating a crustacean from a cartoon. That is fair. And I just imagine like you'd have to go to his shows and like see him dressed as Mr. Krabs yeah. and like kiss him in his like full costume afterwards. He has a red beard. Like he had to spray paint his beard red because he had to look like Mr. Krabs. So can you imagine just making out with red beard Mr. Krabs? Honestly, I cannot. I cannot imagine that. And I wonder like now that Hinge has voice notes, did this guy update his profile to like include his Mr. Krabs impression? I wish we were connected on Hinge and I wish I could find the answer to that. I hope I see him again in the wild. If he didn't, what a miss, you know, like at the very least, that's a conversation starter. I would love to know what he like, what his musical (laughs) sounded like, what his like musical (laughs) number sounded like. And if that was what he would do when we went out. If he would just right? reenact some of it for me. You know what? I'm getting forgetting Sarah Marshall vibes where it's like Mila Kunis goes out <gasps> with like Jason Siegel and he's like performing the Dracula musical. And it's just like, oh, like that's really different, you know? Yep. But if you're going to be a supportive partner, you have to be all in, <laughs> even for the Dracula musical, even for Mr. Krabs. Yeah. Ugh. My friends <laughs> tease me for it till this day. Like they changed our group chat name to Krabs and they just bring it up constantly. It just oh my they God. tease me about it constantly because they get upset that I didn't go out with him because the story would be so much better. Marissa, I'm a little upset. <laughs> <sighs> I know. I know. I get I it. Have. I get it. It would have been a good bit. I think it's still a good teaser bit. Yeah. Like Mr. Krabs was smitten with me, but I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't cross the bridge. I couldn't yeah. go to Bikini Bottom. I, had, I couldn't. <laughs> you can't be a stepmom to Pearl one day, you know, like too spoiled. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely in a New York like thing. Yeah. Like a New York so like what other archetypes are Broadway. there? You have like the Broadway actor, like what other stereotypes of guys do you encounter most frequently? Aspiring musicians. Mm-hmm. A lot of aspiring actors, so many actors. Mm-hmm. I've gone on dates with so many actors, which I can't say anything about because mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. been trying to be a comedian. So like, I get it. But definitely a lot of actors, yeah. definitely a lot of musicians, a lot of writers. Wow. I went on a date with a playwright once and he just essentially critiqued everything I said. Oh, no. And I was like, do you think yeah. this works? That's a no. Yeah. But um, if you go to the outer boroughs, like when I lived with my dad in Staten Island, I was a lot of teachers. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. And a lot of firemen. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I felt like I was in Sex in the City when Carrie oh went to God. Staten Island yes. to go to judge the fireman competition. I feel like that's so funny because those are two professions where it's like, you know, when you're a little kid, at least when we were little kids, it's like, those are two things that you like that come up as like, I want to be a pilot. I want to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. I want to be a firefighter. You know, it's like, those are like cult of the earth professions. Mm -hmm. And Staten Island is full of them. Wow. So what would you say is like the nuance of like the Brooklyn male? The nuance of the Brooklyn male, it depends on where you go in Brooklyn. Mm. Because if you go to certain parts, you'll get like dirty hipster vibes. Where I live is more family-esque. So it's Mm. a lot of men trying to settle down, which is like jackpot. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's different. If you go to certain neighborhoods, I don't want to be mean to any of them. But Mm -hmm. um. If you go to some neighborhoods, it's definitely dirty Brooklyn vibes, like dirty mm. Brooklyn hipsters, mm-hmm. lots of man buns. It's so funny because a lot of what you're saying about New York males is similar to what I could say about LA males, but I feel like it's yeah. just a different aesthetic. Like we have man buns out here, but I feel like it's like a different type or like we have a lot of actors and aspiring musicians too, but I feel like there's just, I can't really vocalize what's different about it but i think it's just you know a west coast version versus an east coast version of like the same stereotypes i definitely know what you mean because i feel like here would definitely be more of like the artist like the artsy type yes and then la would definitely be more of like the pretty type yeah like the ones who are also doubling as like personal trainers maybe yeah yeah i can Mm -hmm. see that i could definitely see that but then also if you go to Manhattan and you go to like meatpacking, you'll get the same. Like it'll mm. be more of that personal trainer type. That's true. I feel like also yeah. from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, you would also have like more finance bros than we would. Oh, for sure. That is back to your original question. That is not my type. That would be <laughs> my I take back everything I said. I don't have a type. My type is not a finance bro. Not finance bro. That is my type. Not a finance bro. Step yeah. one. 
Honestly, that's fair. Like that's a very intense personality yeah. and schedule. Yeah. So. Not for everyone. Not for a lot of people, I would guess. Not for everyone. Nothing wrong with it. No. Just not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Definitely a stereotype. For sure. For sure. So now that we're in the middle of November, I feel like we're in the midst of cuffing season. And I was wondering, is cuffing season just more prominent because of the weather and seasonality? Mm -hmm. Like, I just imagine like if I were walking past ice skaters, like at Rockefeller Center, I would just feel like this immediate sense of romance. And even if I were just living my best single life, I'd be like, oh, I need to find someone immediately. It definitely is prominent. And it's funny you said that because I had this realization two days ago, my immediate group of friends, when I was newly single, I was so excited because all of my friends were single at the same time. Oh, that's the best. And little by little, they're dropping like flies. So two of my (laughs) best friends just recently are now partnered. I have another one who's about to be in a split second. Mm. So cuffing season is here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like snow in other places is beautiful. Mm -hmm. But when it is winter here, going outside is such a chore yeah. because it's not beautiful snow. The snow is literally brown. <laughs> from <laughs> It's literally brown and slush. So it's you have to bring like three pairs of shoes. Yeah. Whenever you leave, you have to bring the shoes to battle the snow. You have to bring the shoes to change into. And then you need to bring new shoes because the shoes that you wore to battle the snow are filthy and oh, wet. Yeah. So you need a backup pair. So I get the cuffing season thing in New York is like a necessity. Absolutely. And I'm like, what do you even wear on a date? I feel like how do you be sexy on a first date in the Mm -hmm. dead of winter if it's snowing? You can't. Doc Martin. You're like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. my, my winter shoes is only Doc Martin. Oh, I mean, at least that's like super fashionable. I imagine, especially yeah. last year, I can't imagine trying to date in the middle of COVID when there was only outdoor dining and <gasps> it dead was, of winter. Oh my God. It was a debacle. Outdoor dining was so funny because <laughs> it gets dark here at like four o'clock. <laughs> so it's not even just that you're outside dining in like 30 degree weather it's also pitch black at like happy hours so it's just you're in the dark cold sadness (laughs) it was wild that is terrible actually the girl who I interviewed for the episode that came out today she was saying that with her boyfriend her first date was awful and at first I was like wait what and then she was like yeah our first date was during Mm -hmm. COVID I think it was in January and she was like we couldn't even Uh, focus like we ordered these hot drinks they got cold immediately we're like shivering mm -hmm. so the fact that they made it past that I'm like that is a testament to their staying power that is good for them yeah Yeah. good for them I didn't do any of that like I didn't have my first newly single date until the summer that's smart I just couldn't do it I couldn't do cold outside. Yeah. Yeah. And also you kind of got to like, I'm not going to say post COVID, like obviously we're still in COVID, but like, I feel like dating post vaccine, especially in New York, that was probably a way more enjoyable experience. Like I feel like everything I saw on social media, I was like, New York is popping right now. (laughs) They're killing it. They're like living their best lives after going through the ringer for months. So I imagine that was a great time. Yeah. This summer, obviously COVID still existed and it was still real, Mm -hmm. but it definitely felt like old New York was fully back in action. Now I yeah. feel like we're backtracking back to COVID because just we're <laughs> scarred because I see we still have all the outdoor dining. And so it's mm. so funny because I see it and I just remember how miserable it was going out, like doing anything during that time in winter. Yeah. Yikes. Not a great time. Not a great time in our history. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Oh my gosh. So I know you touched on one of the crazy dates. Well, not dates. You didn't go out with this guy. One of the crazy matches, (laughs) which I was super excited to talk about. But I know you also have like really interesting dating stories of these guys who you've met on the apps. And so I would love to just dive in and maybe we can talk (laughs) about maybe the guy. I don't want to give it away. I want you to tell the full story. I know what you're I know what which one you want. Yes. Yeah. I'll let you take it away. I know which one you want. (laughs) It's funny because my friends always make fun of me because outside of even just dating, I always have the most ridiculous experiences. Like every place I'm supposed to go, my flights have been canceled. I've had crazy airport stories. I've had a lot of unfortunate life experiences. But this one instance was definitely like taking the cake of everything that I've ever experienced in my whole life. There is this app called Bounce. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people know about it for, for good reason. <laughs> but my my friends 
like the shady bitch that she is she knows I always <laughs> flake on dates so she was like I have this app that you have to try you're gonna love it it's perfect for you because you bail on everything so the app basically <laughs> tells you hey it's 12 o'clock time to bounce meet at five so it, you could oh only use it during a certain period of time. So I didn't use mm-hmm. it for like the first month because like I need like 17 hours to get ready. I do. <laughs> I have to go out at five. I'm not that spontaneous. Yeah. That's crazy. I wish I was, but like, I don't wake up looking like this. It takes time and care. Mm-hmm. I know the feeling. So one day I finally was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to bounce. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm ready. I'm going to do it. So the way the app works is like, I'm looking at you the same time you're mm-hmm. looking at me and we have 60 seconds to decide if we're going wow. on a date. So I was patrolling. I wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't planning on it. But then I see this guy and he has dogs mm-hmm. in his profile. He's tall, mm-hmm. dark and handsome. I'm like, this is too mm-hmm. good to be true. Like there's something <laughs> off with this. I know there has to be, but there wasn't. So we matched and then we had to go on a date that night at six. And then the app tells you where you have oh. to go. So red flag number one was the bar that they told us to go to in Williamsburg. I knew it was like frat finance bro bar. So it was going to be packed with like day drinking on a Saturday. So I was like, (laughs) I don't think this is going to be date vibes, but it's okay Mm -hmm. because you're not allowed to message each other on bounds. Interesting. Okay. Because you're banned if you fail on the date. That's how they get you. (laughs) It's like literally three strikes and you're banned to singlehood forever on the app. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They're not messing around. No, they're strict on bounds. So I didn't want to message him because you couldn't break the rules. So <laughs> you're only allowed to message when you're there. So we're supposed to meet, I think it was at six o'clock. I get a message at 545, which rule number one on bounce, you're not mm, supposed to message. Uh-oh. But he said, I'm running late. Can we meet like in an hour instead? Oh, okay. And it was 15 minutes before we're supposed to go. So we're supposed <sighs> to be there. Yeah. So you could have in theory already been there. So I was like, that's fine. I was mm-hmm. like literally 10 minutes away. So I hung out by myself with all the frat bros. It was fine. <laughs> Your nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was like an hour late. And I was about to leave because it's an hour, dude. Yeah. Like, I know nothing about you. We've said one word to each other. Yeah. Past the grace period. Yeah. He like totally missed the grace period. I see him walk in and he has a boom box (laughs) strapped to him. Like, and it's not a Bluetooth speaker. It's a legit full blown (laughs) boom box with a cassette player. Oh my God. (laughs) And he has a helmet. So he's like the kind of guy who rides his bike while blasting music. That's a lot. So I was like, okay. It's fine. I was like, whatever, it's fine. So we are like essentially having to yell at each other because it's mm-hmm. so loud and this bar is so crowded. We're like sardines. Yeah. Back to a, a bikini bottom reference. But um <laughs> <laughs> full circle. <laughs> full circle. So we both basically are just like, should we go? Yeah, let's leave. So me, him, his bike and the boombox walk like 15 minutes to go to another bar. And he's like not talking. It's pulling teeth to converse. Yeah. Um, so we walk in silence with the bike and the boombox. And I was just like, please put music on at least. Yeah. This is so awkward. And the bar he picked was like 15 minutes away. So that 15 minute walk felt like an eternity. Yeah. So we walk into the next bar and then he immediately just goes, oh, let's play skee ball. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like we met in an asphalt bounce, like not the ball I wanted to play with, no. but it's fine. <laughs> skee balls don't even bounce, like at least stay in theme. <laughs> It's fine. So we're playing skee ball. And again, he's just not talking. And I notice he's just like staring at the lights <laughs> on the skee ball machine. Oh, God. And I'm like, I know nothing about yeah. him. Maybe he likes tech. Like yeah. maybe he is into bright colors. Mm-hmm. Fine. So we play skee ball for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay, we've been together for 45 minutes and we've said six words oh to my each other. God. We got to. No. We got to talk. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's go sit down. Like, maybe we could play some more skee ball later. It's fine. <laughs> it's like you're babysitting. Literally, literally. <laughs> so we sit down. And then I just was like, so what do you do for fun? And I, I swear on everything. <laughs> I swear on Sarah Jessica Parker herself. Like, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> he whips out a freezer bag full of mushrooms. Oh, God. And he was like, normally I like to blend them up into a smoothie. Um, But I was running late to meet you. So I just popped a whole one. Do you want one? What the fuck? And I was like, you didn't even wait for me to do them together. Like you're tripping on mushrooms right now. And that's not a first date drug. Like, no, definitely not. That's also just not a casual experience. No, like, 
I just have a lot of questions about this guy's lifestyle of like, yeah. how often is he doing mushrooms that he's just like first date on a Saturday? Of course I'm going to do this. After riding his bike there, keep that in mind. That seems dangerous. Mm-hmm. So he was tripping on mushrooms wow. and that explained the silence and that explained the staring <laughs> at the lights because he was literally mid trip and he took a big one, he said. <sighs> so I've never done mushrooms, oh but I'm assuming that yeah. doing a big thing like that he was having a good time. Yeah. So he probably thought the date was great. He had to have because just the way he <laughs> casually did it, like here, you want some? Um, so I, in my head, I'm like, okay, like I have three choices in this scenario. Like <laughs> option one is this could be the funniest experience of my entire life. Like, can you imagine mm-hmm. my dad giving a toast at my wedding? And he's like, oh my God. Marissa and Trevor met on an out called bounce. And he was giving <laughs> on mushrooms on their first date. And he offers her son, and the rest oh, is history. What every dad hopes for their daughter. So I was like, this could be a fun story. This could be great. This could be my big ticket. Then option two, obviously, was just leaving. And then unspoken option three was just, like, fuck with him the whole time. Like, that mm-hmm. would be so funny if this guy is tripping on mushrooms yeah. and I'm just messing around with him. Like, oh, my God, do you see that? Do you see that? Yes. <laughs> but obviously, I'm not a mean person, yeah. so I didn't do that. So instead, I just went back to the table and I said, Maybe we can try this again another time. Um, I think you should probably go home. (laughs) Actually, like for your safety, mental wellness. Go to the park. Yeah. Also, I love that you asking him, what do you normally do for fun? That was his first reaction. He was like, I've been waiting for this opening, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then the best part is he texted me after the date saying like, if you ever need anything, like I got you. So he was trying to be my drug dealer. Okay, so yeah. Is he like looking for business prospects on this app? That's, that's so thinking. That's what I was thinking. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. it's insane. And even though I've heard this story before, full disclosure, it's like still just like reliving it is really crazy. Cause I don't know exactly how I would react. I think I would have to go with the same option as you. Like, there's not really a point in continuing a date with someone who's like tripping balls, but that's insane. <laughs> It's so ridiculous when I even think about it. Like, I went on a date from an app called Bounce. We both mutually agreed to meet at this time. And then he showed up tripping on mushrooms with a boombox. You know what? As we're talking about it, I feel like that is the ideal person for an app like that. Like, he clearly lives a very spontaneous life. So, of course, he'd be like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just go out with whoever at, like, 5 o'clock. Like, I don't need any, like, established connection, really. Like, let's just see where the night takes us. Yeah. (laughs) yeah i hope he's doing well i think it's him fondly (laughs) love that story okay and then another story that has stuck in my mind i actually told my boyfriend this story the other day and i was like trying to really like describe the outfit that came into play towards the end (gasps) my favorite oh i love it so there is this guy this is okay so in my newly single lifetime i really am trying to not do the stuff that i used to do so like i said i'm flaky Mm -hmm. i always go on first dates so when i started dating again a few months ago i was like you know what i'm fresh Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep it real so i started talking to this guy on tinder the old tried and true yes classic so (laughs) i started talking to this guy we go on a first date and it was actually great like we had a really good first date there were a few things that i could tell like maybe he's not the one but he's the one right now Mm -hmm. i knew that he was not friends, but I was mm-hmm. having a good time and he was cool. He yeah. was cute. It was fun. So little by little, he started dropping like little nuggets mm-hmm. of things that I knew would be <laughs> eye rolls for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just to be self-aware, I love Uber. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love finding any excuse to not take the subway home oh, yeah. or like the subway anywhere. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Yeah. But I'm lazy. Like mm-hmm. if I have to pay $10 Versus the 275 of the subway. I mean, worth it. Sign me up. Yeah. So he went one day, he was texting me and he was not a great texter, but it was fine. So he was texting me about how he never wanted to miss a day of riding his mm-hmm. bike to work. <laughs> what? And quote unquote, he said, by golly gee, I did it. By so I was God. like, if you ever want a girl to get drier than the Sahara, like Literally. say by golly gee um, oh and say God. it seriously. Wow. So he was like, by golly gee, I did it. Then I said, oh, really? Like what happens if it's raining or snowing? Yeah. And he goes, oh, no, no problem. I bought a rain suit. <sighs> so I said, oh, that's cool. Like that's smart, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
So we're going out on our third date and I'm already a little bit over it at this <laughs> point, but I, like I said, I wanted to power through and I wanted to like, not just sleep. Mm-hmm. So we're going on our third date and it was, did you hear about how New York had that crazy rainstorm? Yes. Yeah. So it was like a week mm. after that. It wasn't okay. as bad as that night, but it was bad. Like it yeah. was bad enough that I, in the back of my head, I'm like, I do not want to go outside right now. It's yeah. raining heavily. So I was taking an Uber to the date because it's a date and we were going to a, <laughs> like a nice restaurant. Like yeah. it was not, it was, we were going to a nice restaurant and then he texted me and he goes, actually, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. I started walking and I realized I needed the rain pants. <laughs> so in my head, I'm like, we're going to date to like a nice restaurant. Yeah. Like maybe leave the rain. I'm not judgmental. <laughs> like I'm not judgmental by any means. Yeah. Like I am a fan of like lazy attire. Any excuse I have to not wear a bra, even if mm-hmm. it's in public, I'm mm-hmm. taking it. So I'm not one to judge. But I was like, maybe when you're newly dating someone and you're like on a third date to a fancy mm-hmm. restaurant, maybe leave the rain pants at home yeah. and take an Uber. But whatever, fine. So we get to the restaurant and I meet him there. And if this wasn't a podcast, I wish you could just like yes. put a picture of what the outfit was. On maybe on Instagram, <laughs> honestly. It's worth it. Yeah, maybe on Instagram because I I will never forget this. Like my cause of death is gonna be rain pants. <laughs> but um we show up, he shows up to the restaurant and he is in a legit full body rain suit. Oh my god. And he walked 30 minutes. Like it's not like he lived down the block. Like he walked <sighs> far in this torrential downpour and he brought a change of clothes with him to go into the bathroom of the restaurant to take off the rain suit and then the clothes he put on after were still soaking wet oh my God. so I just don't understand what was the point number one even? the efficiency of the rain yeah. suit yeah and number two how did the clothes that you had in your bag I mean obviously they got wet but like put them under the rain yeah. suit then. like hide them think things through yeah I couldn't believe it that was our last date we didn't go out yeah. after that understandably <laughs> Yeah. It was a single stall bathroom too. So I went to the bathroom after and it was like, was it like soaking? a puddle. No. It was dread. I was thinking about it and I don't know where he put the rain suit. Good question. Yeah. I don't know where he put it. You, what a mess to deal with later. And I'm just curious, like, why was he so devoted to this? Like, was he super environmentally conscious? No, I thought that too. So I asked him about yeah. that because he told me he went to a protest for bikes and I was like well what is it protesting is it like environmentally friendly like is a protest like trying to go against the carbon footprint of cars and he was like no it was just like for bikes in the city (laughs) just general in my head I'm like first of all that's not a protest because you're not protesting yeah what it's promoting you're at a (laughs) gathering promoting bikes that's so yeah (laughs) wrong nomenclature first of all yeah and he wasn't into it for the environment though that's the thing that helps I guess (sighs) I mean but you're going on a date, dude. Take the Uber. It's raining out. Take an Uber. I'll pay for it. Also, I'm just kind of like the way that people present themselves in those first few dates, that is literally as good as it's going to get. And so I'm not saying this is a character flaw, but I'm just like, if this is the level of effort that he's putting exactly. into like trying to impress you at the beginning, imagine where it's going to go once he's comfortable. Yeah. And my favorite part of this is we're still matched on Tinder. And I saw he updated his bio to, we're going to ride bikes. Sorry. Okay. At least he's upfront about it. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. I'd like to think that's because of me. I'd like to think I inspired the change. Yeah. I feel like at some points, there's just things like that where if someone is so dedicated to a cause like that, no matter how great they are, no matter how much fun you have doing other things, it's not going to work. Like I went on a date with, I went on three dates with this guy actually. And he was really handsome, like very polite, really nice. And I think maybe on our second date, he told me that he had like spent all day, all of his Saturday, like at least 12 hours, possibly even more doing this like silent meditation retreat. (laughs) And that's really impressive, but I'm going to be honest, like I'm never, ever going to do that. Like I would love to get into meditation in general, but I would never say like, oh yes, I'm going to voluntarily spend like my Saturdays doing this unless something really traumatic happened to me, maybe. And I'm like, I need a full refresh, something, I don't know, it would have to be crazy. And it's just like, if someone's so passionate about that thing, they're obviously going to expect you to do it with them at some point. Yeah, I hear that. Do you watch The L Word? I actually don't. So silent retreats always make me think of 
this will only be funny to your listeners who watch the L word, but I'm hoping that someone does. There's this one episode where one of the main characters is like having a breakdown and she goes to a silent retreat and then she just runs outside <laughs> after like the third day and she just puts her hands up and just yells, ah, because she, she couldn't not see. <laughs> so that's always what I think of. That would be me. I wouldn't even make it to day two. Honestly, I don't think I would either. Like I, my boyfriend gets mad at me because I ask so many questions when we're like watching TV and movies like at home. So if I can't even make it through like a 45 minute episode of something, imagine 12 hours. I can't. Yeah. That's my best friend, Christine and I, every time we go to the movies, we always are getting side-eyed by people because we just, we get so excited that we want to talk about what we're watching. Yeah. That's honestly the point of watching something with someone else. If you want to be mm-hmm. silent, you would watch it alone. You know, you want to be able to discuss it. Or you it. go to a silent retreat and watch it there. Like- there <laughs> that is a great idea, actually. I mm-hmm. bet there are some people who would love that idea. Just like a silent movie retreat. They probably would. I do admire that willpower though, because that is like, that's intense and that is admirable if you could have that self-restraint because I definitely do not. So I was talking, not to like digress too much, but I was talking to my friend about this guy when we were dating and like, I think our second date, it was really good. Like he took me to a really nice restaurant and like was very chivalrous, like I mentioned earlier. And I was like, yeah, I feel like for a second date, like this is more than I would have expected. And she kind of diagnosed him. So this guy was sober. I guess he had had like issues Mm -hmm. with substance abuse in the past. And so then he like went fully sober, which I fully respect and like now has really thrown himself into this holistic lifestyle and she was like honestly he just sounds like the type of guy who like no matter what he's into he's gonna go all Mm -hmm. in so he's not just gonna do like a yoga class he's gonna do the full meditative retreat like if he's dating someone and he's interested he's gonna like pull out all the stops even if it's date two so I was like "Hmm, that's a great character analysis yeah that sounds spot on yeah. I was like, damn. All right. But what happened? It kind of just fizzled out mutually. Like on the third date, <laughs> I was kind of like, there was nothing bad that happened, but I think it was just a little awkward. I don't know why. I can't really put my finger on it, but I think we both felt it mutually because he didn't reach out and then I didn't reach out either. Yeah. That was the rain suit guy. We didn't just stop dating because he wore a rain suit on the date. I'm not that yeah. shallow, but it was just, we we both were had a mutual understanding that we're just fundamentally different mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how is dating going currently? Like, have you had any other recent interesting stories or anything that stands out? I've had a series of bizarre first dates in this round. (laughs) So outside of that one bike suit guy, I haven't made it to date two yet. Um, Mm -hmm. One guy I went out with, I think he thought it was 420. It wasn't. We went out on a date in in June. It was May or June. Um, And he just goes happy in the middle of the date. He just goes happy 420 to all who celebrate. And he whipped out like a vape pen. And he goes, you want to hit this? And I was like, first of all, it's June. It's June. (laughs) Again, I'm like, what is with the drug use in the middle of a first date? Why can't we just? These people are so comfortable. Yeah. So that was another one. Um... (laughs) I die at happy 420 to all who sell. I'm not over that. June. It was June. (laughs) It was not 420. And then he texted me after and he was like talking in third person. And he goes, Ben liked Marissa. Ben wants to go out with Marissa again. And then I respond. I didn't do this because I am not mean. But in my head, I was just thinking like Marissa wants Ben to go away. Like, please. But I didn't say it. Um, So that one fizzled. I went on another first date a few weeks ago, actually. Oh, this guy and it was great in theory but then he texted me to go out again and then he said something that was so bizarre it didn't involve drug use this time so we made it past the first date of no <laughs> attempted drug use mm-hmm. but he said something weird he was like do you want to go on like a bender or something what? and then in my head I'm like what type of bender are we gonna yeah go on but um I didn't answer him I mean drug use has to be involved that, but that's why I said we made it past the first date like we didn't have the drug use in the middle of the first <laughs> date so we made it to date two we I guess I just attract someone I attract a certain type I guess this is very concerning I'm honestly like 
No offense to the New York listeners, but I'm like, are people in Brooklyn okay? Like, what's happening? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> but I, I will go back to Rainsuit Guy. We did have a good first two dates, so I'm optimistic. We'll see. Yeah. I'm supposed to go on a date with someone on Thursday, so Ooh. we'll see. Okay. Do you know what you're doing yet, or is that still TBD? I like drinks for the first mm-hmm. date. I don't like meals. I don't like no. That's too much activities. I want like a few cocktails, mm-hmm. some chat, like let loose. Yeah. Like, have some. Yeah. So probably just a bar by me and get a few drinks. We'll see. Yeah. I feel like that's fine. He has points ready though because he's local. So since he lives near me. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. I feel like it must be kind of similar to LA where people are oftentimes like very location bound. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of hesitancy to date someone who is like too many neighborhoods away. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend lived in Staten Island and I lived in Brooklyn and I truly felt like we were long distance. Like we had to cross a bridge to get to each other. That is distance. That is a lot. Yeah. Granted, it's only a borough, but still we crossed water. Crossing a bridge, that's not something you often have to do to travel to see somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marissa, I feel like you are such a pro because I literally was about to transition into talking about your ex (laughs) because I know we mentioned him at the start of the podcast and you said you're friends with him. And so I'd love to, as much as you're comfortable, just hear a little bit about like the nature of your breakup because it sounds like it wasn't contentious in any way. No, it was logistics based. Like he wanted to move to Florida Mm -hmm. and I am very not... Florida material. Um, (laughs) So it was just, I'm going to say the same thing I said before, just fundamentally wanted different things. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't want the same things in life and that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, the beginning of our breakup was interesting because we both like didn't want to break up, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't make sense because no matter how we made it, our futures just like didn't align. Yeah. So at the beginning, since we both didn't want to break up, I don't recommend this, but um, we like just, we like still talked every day. So mm-hmm. I felt like we didn't actually break up. So I actually felt like we broke up like 16 times. Oh my gosh, that's tough. Because yeah. we kept <laughs> talking after all the time. So it's definitely the friendship thing at first was not healthy, but now I feel like we're in a good cadence. I like we check in like every other week or so okay. and like we still talk. We're friendly. Yeah. Um, so Yeah. So do you feel like when you were talking every day, were either of you at that point putting yourselves back out there or were you still kind of taking your time before getting back on the apps or dating people? So I we didn't talk about it, but I mentioned like I, my friend saw yeah. him on a dating app. So then I was like, all right, if he's going to play, then, then I'll play. But at first, I don't know. We didn't have that talk. Like we never yeah. talked about it outside of that one comment just saying like, I saw you. Oh, yeah. I saw you. So, yeah. But yeah. Are you at the level of friendship where you feel like you would talk about that? Like where you'd be like, oh my God, I went on this date and like ask for advice. Cause I feel like that's another level of friendship. I don't think so. I think we're very face value friends. Mm-hmm. Like when we talk, it's just catching up about things that we know about each yeah. other. Like, oh, my dad did this thing. Yeah. Haha, things like that. And he moved to Florida. So he's there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now. So he's already. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. So we talked about Florida. Mm. Look, it's convos like that. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny because I feel like there's so many parallels with your episode and the last interview I did with someone who also lives in New York. And so we had this conversation about whether or not you can actually be true friends with an ex. And she took like a very hard stance. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear your take. I know. I have debates about this with my friends all the time. So I think it's possible to an extent. Mm -hmm. Like I know that my ex and I are friendly Mm -hmm. But I don't think I would want to hear about him dating, which means that it's not an organic, it's not a genuine friendship if there are still things like that. So I understand the mentality. But then at the same time, like my best friend is best friends with her ex and it's completely, Hmm. there's, it's it's truly remarkable. Like they have no, it's never an issue, but I guess because they dated so long ago um, that it's passed. Mm -hmm. So like, I do think you can get there. I just don't think it's possible right away. Yeah. I think it would take a lot of time. Yeah. So for your friend who is best friends with her ex, are either of them dating people now? Yeah. One's engaged. Wow. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a huge sign of maturity, both on the like part of your friend and her ex, but also on the part of like the fiance who's just like, yeah, this is fine. And I feel totally secure and unthreatened. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I admire because I sure as hell can't like, yeah. If my ex told me that, I'd be like, what? 
but I know <laughs> to your point, I do feel like that's the line is like, how comfortable are you talking to this person about someone they're dating? Because if it makes you feel some type of way, yeah. then you're not a hundred percent platonic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I do think there's a fine line. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I can get there someday. I guess my stance with it is it's not the healthiest like maybe it's daddy issues maybe she's born with it maybe it's daddy (laughs) issues but like my stance on dating and exes and the reason I do always try to stay friendly Mm -hmm. with my exes is because I just have such a hard time grasping the fact that someone played such a big role in your life Mm -hmm. and then it could just be like Thanos and the blip and the Avengers like you're gone I just don't see how you could do that I don't know I get it. I get it. But just to me, I'm just like, you were such important. Like I, that's why I like to stay friendly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you were such an important part to mm-hmm. me. It could be different levels. I'm going to make another reference. Did you watch Bojack Horseman? No, I don't know if I, <gasps> you should. I know. I know it's like super dark and I feel like I do watch dark things, but I'm like, <laughs> would I like it? I don't know. I, I just need to give it a try. So if this isn't a spoiler, but that's the whole last episode is about this topic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it's just about how you could have, Certain people be in your lives and they could fill a purpose, but they don't have to be there for the whole thing. Mm, yeah. Like together, together. That movie yes. we both talked about that we love. Love that movie. Yeah. yeah. Highly underrated. See, I couldn't do that though. I couldn't do that ending where it's like bleak and I don't want to spoil it for mm. the listeners, mm-hmm. but that ending, like I needed five seconds more to know that they still kept in touch because it would make me sad. Honestly? It was, yeah, I don't, we should talk about it offline because yeah. I feel like that ending scene was so artfully shot mm-hmm. and like very purposeful and like where the camera was placed yeah. and like the focus uh, of it. And I just was like, I really need more, but I respect this artistic choice. Yeah. Like I can't do that. I need to mm-hmm. have the six month check-in where you still, yeah. <laughs> where you tell me what's going on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it like really varies person to person. And like if the breakup is contentious, I think that's a totally different scenario. Yeah. But yeah, I do see the difficulty of just kind of like having this void in your life all of a sudden. Yeah. And I'm not saying you need to talk all the time because we don't talk that often anymore either. Yeah. Like, but um, I think like if you could have it at that cadence where like you're friendly and you could check in in like a few years and just say like, hi, I'm doing mm-hmm. this and it's great. I think that's a beautiful thing to be able to keep that. I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. just wishful thinking because I'm bitter that I'm single right now. I don't know. We'll see. No, I feel like you're like the least bitter person I know. No, but I'm not bitter at all. Yeah. I love being single. I'm like having my hot girl summer in November. Thotum. <laughs> yeah, Thotum. <laughs> well, I love that so much. And this was amazing, but I can't let you go yet because I want to play a quick game with you. <gasps> Okay. Yeah. So it's a little surprise. I know I didn't include this in our outline, but essentially it's headache or heartbreak. And so headache is you're dating this person. Everything else is fine, but you discover this one thing and you're like, okay, it's not ideal. I can deal with it. Heartbreak is like, this is a deal breaker and I am out. And so they're all things that are kind of like, I would say more specific to dating experiences that you would have in New York. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, so you've gone out on three dates and they have suggested locations in their neighborhood every single time. And this is assuming they don't live in your neighborhood. That's a headache. I don't think that's deal breaker because I think you could call it out in a playful, fun, flirty way. Mm -hmm. Like, Why don't you come over to my neck of the woods? And then if he says no, it's heartbreak. But otherwise, I think you could did I cheat by not giving a solid answer? I no. give 50-50. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair because it is situational. I yeah. feel like for me, it might be – it depends. It might be a heartbreak. And I'm thinking of one particular instance where I was like working in Studio City. I was actually working at our old office where it would have been in mm-hmm. LA. And I was matched with this guy and he lived in Hermosa Beach. And so for anyone who doesn't know, driving from Studio City to Hermosa Beach – after work during rush hour, that would probably take at least, at least an hour and 15 minutes, like probably more. And so he kept suggesting that we meet in Hermosa beach. And I told him, I was like, well, I'm coming from studio city. Can you meet somewhere halfway? I even said like somewhere closer to him because I live kind of closer to him. So I was like, you don't have Mm -hmm. to come exactly half, but like literally anywhere else. And he just like wouldn't budge. And he wasn't even like, well, I don't have a car or anything like that, which I still would have been like, 
you can take an Uber. Like that level of inflexibility for me was a deal breaker. What is with men being against Ubers? I don't get it. I don't get it either. And I've encountered a few guys who are like that. Like even people who I've dated in the past where they're like, no, like I don't want to take an Uber. I'd rather drive. And I'm like, I'll even pay for the Uber. Like I just think it's just not worth the hassle of the traffic and the parking and all of this stuff. Like what if you want to have more than like one to two drinks, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a red flag though, because if he was like, so against it instinctively, that's lazy boy. Yeah, I agree. And like, it also brings up the question of, are you just picking places near your home in hopes that like you you can bring girls back? So yeah, no, I don't like that guy. No, he's an ex. Yeah, no. No. So no date for us. Yeah. That's a big swipe to the left. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next one, they admit to you after you've met up that while their dating profile says they live in New York, they actually live in New Jersey. No. Heartbreak. (laughs) No. No caveats here. Immediate heartbreak. That's two bridges. Like we'd have to go. (laughs) Either way, that's a voyage because we'd either have to go through Staten Island, then get to Jersey, or we'd have to go through the tunnel, which is like $18. Oh, Wow a pop it's ridiculous wait that's crazy Um, yeah or that's the verizano one of those bridges i just mentioned is 18 dollars, and then i still have to go from manhattan if i went to manhattan to the tunnel i have to go again (laughs) to another tunnel to get to jersey that's a lot and i have a dog i have a dog at home like we can't go too far yeah what if you need to run home quickly you can no that's my best friend lives in jersey city and that's another long distance relationship she drives though so She comes to me most of the time. Yeah. That helps. But that's a hard note. <laughs> yeah. And also it's like, you shouldn't yeah. lie, you know, just like, I get it. I know that people like put certain things on their dating profile to get through filters. Like I had this guy who lived in Orange County and said he was in Beverly Hills. And then he suggested that we meet up in Long Beach again Oof. on a weeknight. And he was like, yeah, like, what if we meet in Long Beach? And I was like, <laughs> what? That's so far. I was coming from Glendale. So even further. And he's like, yeah, I'm actually in Orange County, but I'm uh, moving to Beverly Hills. And I was no. like, no, they definitely no, are lying you. because they know it's problematic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just own no. it, you know? Respectfully decline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this next one is inspired by Sex in the City. And I don't even remember what episode this is, but I think it's like Miranda met this guy and he was like, I never need to leave New York City ever. And so this person has no desire to vacation outside of New York. Like every summer they're in the Hamptons, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I wanted a date with a guy like that and I didn't go on a second date with him. I think that's so small-minded. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's a no. Like, no. I, I can't even begin to fathom that mindset. No, I can't either. Like, I love New York enough to know that I love not being here all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's like what helps keep it fresh and like keeps your appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. And you should see other things. A hundred percent. Like, you need other perspectives yeah. just about everything. Completely with you there. Yeah. Okay. So the last one. So for your first date, they invite you to go to a comedy show (laughs) and then halfway through you realize that they are performing. (gasps) So they're like, all right, they like have their name called (sighs) up and then they get on stage and do a set. Absolutely not. So it's funny because (laughs) I love comedy and I perform stuff, but I also just don't think I could date another comedian in general. Mm, Yeah. Interesting. Why is that? I don't know. I can't, honestly, I don't have a good reason. I just don't think, I just am not, I don't know. It's number one, I want to be the funny one. (laughs) (laughs) The honesty, there it is. I want to be the funny one. (laughs) And number two, it's just, I don't know. I don't like it. It's just, yeah, I like dating people who are different than me. Like I like when people Mm -hmm. have different hobbies than me. I like when they have very different careers than me because I think that it just keeps it so exciting. And like, I Mm -hmm. like being able to teach about a hobby and then share that versus we do the same stuff. I don't know. It's boring. That's true. And I think especially depending on the industry, it's like, A, there could be competition. I could see that in comedy specifically Mm -hmm. because it is very competitive and like hard to make it. And then for other industries, it's just like – Maybe you just end up talking shop all the time yeah, or like exactly. gossiping about the same people in your same circle. And I feel like that isn't sexy when that's your everyday. It's not. And it's that's exactly it too. Like I want it to be different. I want to be excited mm-hmm. to talk to you about stuff that I do and not have you have the same exact experience as me. Yeah. One can knit and I could do comedy or like <laughs> <laughs> can 
knit. That's like the opposite end of the spectrum from comedy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, one follow-up question. What if he goes up and he like slays and you're like, this is the best stand-up set I've seen in as long as I can remember. That I wouldn't want to date you. I'd want to learn from you. I'd want you to like teach me. Mm, I'd want to work okay. together. I'd want to do stuff together then. Okay. That's fair. So it becomes a professional relationship at that point. But it would be hot. Like that would be hot. But yeah. I don't think that'd be boyfriend material. I think that would be meh. That's fair. Hard boundary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Marissa, this was amazing. I had so much fun. So much fun. And I'm sure listeners yeah. will want to follow you to find and follow your burgeoning comedy career. So can you plug mm-hmm. where they can find your social handles or any other upcoming performances? Yes. And I'm going to explain my username because I think I need to rebrand myself. But <laughs> my username is Marissus. So that's mm-hmm. M-A-R-I-S-S-S-U-S. And to explain that, my brother is 14 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he calls me Sus. So mm. he would call me Suster because he would say I'm Sus. Wow. So my username is Marissus because he used to call me Suster. That's very Gen Z of you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And for those of you listening, hopefully you know by now, but you can always find the podcast at Interstates and Heartbreak on Instagram, all spelled out. You can find me, as Marissa plugged earlier, at Leslie Nope, <laughs> but it's L-E-S-L-I-E-G-N-O-P-E. And I knew I found you way back when. <laughs> you discovered me. <laughs> I discovered you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Let's be exclusive. Subscribe to Interstates and Heartbreak wherever you listen to podcasts for more firsthand stories about the unglamorous side of dating in Los Angeles. And while you're at it, you can write me a love letter with a rating and review on Apple. See you next Sunday.